Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Welcome in uh, for the first time, Danielle Kang. I saw you hit like two shots today. And what was the first one I saw you hit? Hello, hi. You laid up. I laid up. Uh, right away. Yeah, he walked up to me and said, hi, I'm from No Laying Up. I'm like, oh, I just laid up. <laughs> I, I tried to look away. <laughs> in awkward. a practice round, no laying It was laughs. awkward. Can't get there, man. I don't hit it. Well, well, it's not laying up if you can't get there. Yes. We, it's we excuse still that. laying up. Part no, no. five. We're, we How excuse it. How far 248 uphill. uphill what do you max out at on your like, like your three to reach the green yeah uphill yeah i don't know probably 230 to the front max out yeah on a dead flat shot what's your max three wood that you can get home to uh if there's nothing in the front i'll probably go for it yeah. actually if there's no water i'll go for it at any yardage but um max out i'm not sure that depends dude i don't know <laughs> It might be hot outside. I might be feeling really good that day. I Sound like Bryce, and you're talking about air. Density. I might be hitting it like shit. I might be hitting it hundred. I don't know. Who knows? It depends on the day. Golf changes every day. So we're here at the Kia Classic. <laughs> Have you moving on? <laughs> <laughs> How familiar are you with uh, with this golf course? I've been here like seven years, so pretty familiar. Yeah. Is it pretty when you go out and practice? Is it pretty routine? Like, what do you what do you work on when you, when you just when you're out here at the practice round, just putting it to pins and, and stuff? For me, I know the course layout pretty well, so the tee shots aren't that much of a problem. I try to get the putting speed down and then feel around the greens, most likely chipping and putting. We want to talk a bit about what's your background in the game. How did you get into the game? When did you start playing? Who taught you the game? When did you fall in love with it? That was so many questions. I don't know, just keep going. Like, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be. All right, I got all that. Don't worry. Um, I got into the game because my brother was playing. Actually, so we visited my dad in Korea. He had a company in Korea. Um, so every summer we would go out to Korea. And I was we were so loud in his office and that he was like, okay, I can't deal with this. So he put me and my brother in at a driving range in Korea and said, have fun, just hit balls or whatever. I hated golf. It was so boring, so slow. I'm like, ball doesn't even move. And I used to sit down and watch my brother hit balls all day. And he got really, really good, really fast. So then everybody, you know, Korea loves golf. So they were watching him hit. And he started like drawing galleries. And then my dad would be like, oh my God, like he's actually really good. And then after like a month, everyone just kept talking about my brother. And it was How really- How far apart are you guys? Two years. Two years? Yeah. I got really annoyed because I wanted to be the center of attention. So I asked my dad to buy me clubs and then I started practicing and I got really good pretty fast. They were like, oh, look at your sister. And I was like, yes. What? How old were you when this happened? Probably close to like, it was summer. So I was 12, almost turning 13. And then, um, yeah, I, I follow my brother's footsteps a lot in just anything that we do. So this was, uh, you played in the U.S. Open when you were 14. In a year and a half of golf, I played in the U.S. Open. <laughs> How is that possible? I didn't even know what the U.S. Open was. How did you get in the U.S. Open? I know that sounds Open? ignorant, but it was actually true. How huh? did you get in? My brother signed me up for it. Yeah. So he signed me up. He signed me up for tournaments. Uh, my parents are very like, I don't know if their method of raising kids are correct or incorrect, but they're very odd. They, If you want to do something, you do it on your own. Uh, so my brother went to Brazil for over a couple of years because he wanted to become a soccer player. 
then he came back because he's like, oh, I want to play golf. How old was know. he when he went to Brazil? 12. Okay. So he came back from Brazil that time, and then he started golf. He's like, no matter how much I practice, I'm never going to be great in soccer because it's so hard. Anyways, moving that aside. Um, yeah, he signed me up. Then he said, you have, like, you got to go to this place and go play. Did that, and then I qualified. And then I'm like, Alex, I got through. Then he said, oh, then, okay, hold on. Then you go to sectionals. And I go, I don't know what that is. He goes, just, just don't worry about it. So he signed me up. And then next thing I know, I was on a car. And then I went up there with a, somebody I knew because my grandpa passed away that week. It was really sad. So nobody could come with me. So I just went up there. I'm like, why do I have to play this thing? Did you and have a like, caddy or were you carrying your own bag? No, I, had a, I think I had a local. Somebody just randomly okay. that I knew carry the bag. And I didn't want to go. And then everyone's like, no, you should go. And then I made it. And then everyone was so excited. Do you remember that week very well? I mean, you were. I remember it clearly because yeah. everyone got so excited. I was upset that I couldn't go to my grandpa's funeral, and everyone went, and everyone made. My family was like, "No, you know what? Like, because my grandpa even I spoke to him like two days before he passed away. He's like, hey, like, good luck. You're gonna play well.' I'm like, why is everyone making such a big deal? And then, you know, it's just a random event. And then I went up and played, and everyone like made me go play. I made it, and then they're like, okay, we're going to the U.S. Open. I'm like, what's the U.S. Open? Like, what's going on? And then the interview was like, you know, how do you feel about making your first U.S. Open? I'm like, fine. Like, I haven't played I that guess. many events. Like, I stopped shooting 90s about a year ago, which is nice. Like, I don't know. God, that's just insane. That's amazing. How did you play? I was, I think, three over par for the event. I remember it because I had over nine three putts that week. You were three was, over with nine three putts. Yeah, for two days. Where was pine needles? Okay, it was pretty fun. I had my whole family come out, and then I saw Annika Sorensen, which was super cool because that's the only thing I knew about golf. And funnily enough, two things I knew about golf was Annika Sorensen and Michelle Wee. Like that's the only thing I knew about LPGA. And she ends up becoming one of your best friends. Yeah, she's pretty crazy. So did you? Was like Annika like the person you looked up to in golf? Well, like, like not looked up to in golf. I just knew of her in golf. Like she was just such a legend. Like. Every time I saw TV, she won. Was there a bit of starstruck when you like, saw like, her? Oh my God, it's Annika. I thought she was like, she was so much smaller than, like, because on TV, I've never seen people at Athlete. I'm young. And I was pretty big as a kid. Like, so I'm like, oh my God, wait a second. I'm like her size. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, you went, you went to Pepperdine. Then I went to Pepperdine. What was that? Well, was so like- from 14 to 18, though. Like, what? <sighs> I, I kind of went up and down because I did go to that tournament and I, I wasn't playing golf to become a professional. And that mindset stuck with me after I played the U.S. Open. I played the U.S. Open and I, I don't think I've ever really told anybody that. That's when I realized, yeah, I'm not going to do this as a, as a career. Really? I, I didn't want to do this as a career. So I even told my family. It was still just something to want to At the U.S. Open, at. I even, the U.S. Open made it clear to me that like, I loved it. It was fun. Like, I saw all these people. But I didn't really care, mm-hmm. to be quite frank. Golf wasn't my passion. Like, it's like something I did. I was good at. And I didn't really care that much. And then so I said, yeah, this is not something I'm going to do this as a career. It's pretty fun. I like being out here. Um, then golf was just kind of put aside. Like, I played for fun. Didn't really put that much time into it. Then I sucked. Like, I, I was so bad because I, I didn't care. That yeah. I just hit the. Were you still playing tournaments or just playing like recreationally? Yeah, I just, just play like little local around. events here and there. Like yeah. AJJ wasn't a big deal to me. Like my brother played. So the only reason I kept practicing was because my brother was 
grinding. Uh-huh. And his dream was to make the PGA Tour. Still is. And he's playing on the web.com. And I would follow him to the range and practice with him. That's why I got, you know, I excelled yeah. pretty quickly. Um, then I started sucking pretty bad. Like, hardcore, pretty bad. Just and from lack of practice or lack of motivation? No motivation, don't care, and I didn't practice that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't practice as much as I did when I first started. And then I I really don't like to lose. And especially golf, you lose about 95% of your career. However, I don't like to lose. Even if you lose, not by that much. Like, mm-hmm. I, you genuinely suck. So then that triggered it. <laughs> and I started grinding again. This is like an up and down roller coaster. How far along were like you? Like a year and a half. Okay. So then like 16, I was like, okay, Danielle, what are you doing? Like, And by that time, your brother's going off to college? Yeah, now okay. he's off to college. Well, he, him, because I was playing so bad. I think like I made a fuss at one tournament and saying, <laughs> "Why? oh my God, I'm playing so bad. I can't putt. I was like, you never practice. You don't practice. You don't care. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. But I don't want to lose. So then I started practicing a lot again, back to what I usually do when I get obsessed. Then I got pretty good pretty, again. <laughs> it's all practice. And did you then, play other sports in the midst of all this? Or like, I, play, I did Taekwondo when I was younger. So okay. like 2 to 12. For 10 years, I was training for like the Olympics for Taekwondo. So I did that. For the Olympics for Taekwondo. Like my parents wanted to send me to the Olympics. I love fighting. Yeah. Well, what, were you a black belt? I was a black belt at age seven. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> Do you still have skills? Degree, second degree, too. I love the one-on-one fighting. Like, it's just something that I love to do. Do you still do it? No, I can't. I get too obsessed. Like, I, it's something that's just like people ask you whatever one of your passions are. Like, I would do that as a part of a workout, but my body's not. I've worked hard to build the body, body to be a golfer's body. Mm-hmm. Not that it's different, but like, I'm not a yeah. 6'4 lanky athlete. So I just have to keep, you know, checking the back. Like I can't be landing high jumps and like putting pressure yeah. on my hips, stuff like that. So um, I did box for a little bit. That really puts a lot of, you know, tension on your wrist. So I stopped that too. I got pretty obsessed with that. So you seem like you're kind of a, I don't want to say a type A personality. I'm but, aggressive. But yeah, you just, you, you commit to something. and you. Yeah. If you I get obsessed, it. it's over. Okay. So you just have to get, I have to care you get you gotta give you know that's did your care for golf like main once you rededicated to the game did it stay with you like up to this day or is it does it ebb and flow as well it goes up and down so i mean yeah i don't want my i don't know if my story gets too long just stop me no uh, no, no let's keep world. going this yeah, is yeah. this is yeah. this what we're here for uh, what, what happened then so then at 16 then i went to cause so i was i used to be smart <laughs> <laughs> so then i graduated high school at 16 went to pepperdine and then I liked winning, so I just kept on practicing. So I played, I had a great amateur career. I think I hit world number one at one point. Then you really like it. I like it. I like being the best. I liked being at the top. Who doesn't? Sure. Like, you go through the field and you know that you're the best player there. Like, why wouldn't you ever want to feel that? Whether the ranking tells you or not, if you're prepared and you have that confidence, it's the best feeling in the world. Then that stuck. So then, I mean... It wasn't like, oh, I want to turn pro. But after I won, like, the USAM medalist, US Junior, North and South, like, the, I'm playing all these. And then my dad and I looked at each other. I was like, well, the next step is to go pro. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, <laughs> no, when you win the USAM or twice, you end and, up turning pro. Yeah, when pro. I was, like, 17, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to go pro next year. 
Like, I'm, gonna win. I'm like, Dad, I'll win the USAM one more time. Go back to back. That's exactly what I said. And we'll go pro. And he goes, when you win after the day you win, just go pro. And I said, okay. So I think my winning speech was, yeah, I'm pro. I'm turning professional as, as of right, of right now. now. Did you have anyone advising you at any part of the process or just your dad? No, I've had a lot of people say, stay in school. Um, why do you want to go professionally? Like, why don't you take a couple of years? And then I didn't make LPGA, fun fact, full status first year. So I was conditional status. Then I was advised to not play LPGA, turn in my card as a conditional status player, and then stay a year out and then come back the next year. I don't take a lot of advice. No, I, I mean, if you're there, it's just, con- just Monday. Sure. If you're conditional, you have to, I'm like, what does that mean? Is there a reshuffle? They had to learn about the reshuffle. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then. And you got there doing it your own way anyway, too. You know, bit, I right? actually really, that sounds funny, but I had a conditional status the first year out here. I played maybe, if you look at the stats, you could come up. I, I didn't play that much. Maybe 12 events. Maybe. But then I finished really high in the beginning. Um, I got some sponsor invited. I finished like sixth. Then I finished third at Kings Mill, top 15 at the U.S. Open. I had the ultimate schedule. I had the Tiger schedule. You play 15. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and then the next year I started playing 30. I'm like, wait a second. Did you get burned so, out? Not burned out. You get tired. Yeah. Now you don't get to practice a lot. See, now it's just, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't time it, and everyone expected me to play so well when I first came out, and everyone's like, what happened? What happened to you? What happened to your game? Okay, first of all, I turned pro in less than five years of playing golf. Just okay. amazing again. That's first, like, statistically, first, I got a lot to learn. Sure. And I realized that around when I was 20. After the first couple years, quote, is disappointing. Everyone's like, what's happening? And, of course, I'm frustrated because I'm trying to force the win and force – game and everything but were you like teetering on the brink of losing your card some never, of these years no. or you're always pretty solid i was always that, 50th front? for some reason okay that's a joke in my whole family it's 50th no matter how bad i play 50th no matter how good i play 50th <laughs> it was like okay cool but it wasn't that it's just um one week couple weeks out of the year your game could come together and then you know be in contention but i already knew playing few years that I don't have a posse traveling with me, one. I'm mm-hmm. pretty independent. Um, my Both my, not that other people don't have jobs, but like both my parents have jobs. Like they didn't travel with me during junior golf, during amateur golf. My dad did for like four events. Those are the two, 50% of the wins as he was there. I've, but it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to juggle. It's hard to juggle your schedule. Um, seeing what you need to do, then practicing. Then like all of a sudden you're 18 years old and you're hiring people. Then you got to know how to deal with your employees yeah. while they're 40 years old and dealing with an 18-year-old kid and you're a girl. Like all of this just it comes into factor. Then you don't get to go home while your friends are at the mall. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. You're on the road 30 weeks out of the year. You want to go home. You miss your mom. Like I had a lot of troubles with that. But then you just you figure it out. So when you were 20, you said you kind of like that was kind of the... I was trying to, I figured like, out that at 20 ish that my game is not at the high level that I thought it was at. Okay. Not that I wasn't good enough to be here, but it was the expectation. I had so much to learn. Golf, you learn every day. Mm-hmm. And I've only played golf at 20 for less than seven years now. Seven years I've been playing golf. 
Was it mostly swing related or like course management no, like, or short I mean, game? You play everything? golf, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times have you played and you left the putt short and you know not to leave it short? Oh, that happens. Like, and you do it. Probably like he every, does it a lot. every putt. You're like, I, <laughs> you swear in your life, I'm never going to three putt again from six feet. And then sometimes you just hit it really hard yeah. and it goes and you're like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> you just make the same mistake. And but like, what do you think you missed the most when you like developing so quickly? What do you think? Yeah, as far as like, like just as far as, um, you know, kind of knowledge along the way, like, what do you think that you really could have like, you know, course management or putting um, or short game? My biggest issue was, one, my putting had to get better. It was good, but it was fearless putting. It wasn't a methodical mm-hmm. putting. Um, that sounds weird, but like when you're an amateur, you start smashing putts. Then when you're on tour, for some reason, you kind of lose that fearlessness. You you start because you're be playing a little, for checks. Yeah. You're playing. You're playing a little timid. No, because yeah. also check putting that aside. One shot matters. Ten people out here mm-hmm. in amateur golf, you could win by ten. Yeah. In second place, third place, they're all distinguished. Top players are top, lower players are lower. However, on tour, one shot really matters at the end of the day. So now you're trying to save a shot instead of being fearless of gaining a shot. Mm-hmm. The margins are just so much more thin. Exactly. Here. So that took away my fearless putting, which exponentially my game got. And changes better. everything. It yeah. changes a yeah. little bit. Then on top of that, like the way you deal with short game, um, course management was big. Um, I think. It's maturity more than anything that I missed. Uh, yeah. I was a calm golfer back then. I actually get more angry now than back then. I don't actually, I don't, I just go off to the side. If you ever see me walk off, the, if you don't see me on the tee box, I'm gone somewhere freaking out by myself and coming back. Like that is my way of dealing with my like upsetness on the golf course. But it's the maturity. It's the years of time. Like you're not going to compete at a high level playing so little. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough reps of tournament golf. I've only played maybe five AJ events a year. Tiger always says it. It's a process. It's got to get reps, you know? It's the reps. Yeah. Like, so at the yeah. end of the day, everyone's I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I putted well, chipped well, hit well. That's why I'm like always in the middle. But in order for you to contend to be the best out here and to be able to compete with the best girls, it's reps. Like you're not going to be fresh out of 12 years old and think mm-hmm. that you're going to be the best out here. Maybe one week. All right, Tron, big news from our friends at Callaway. They announced uh, this last week that the new Rogue Driver is available on Callaway Customs. They've got an interactive configurator. You can add detailed personalization, two different color zones, nine color options, black, red, pink, white, gold, blue. What are you going to do with yours? I'm going black and red. They sent the uh, Mac Daddy four wedges out with red shaft and uh, some kind of some red accents there. So I think black and red, playing with, around with the configurator there. Um and then it's pretty slick. Go red grip as well. Yeah. You love your customization, so you're going to be pretty I, deep. I, in. I just love putting together a good aesthetic. You, you so. spent about 30 minutes this morning trying to pick out a new <laughs> driver. So go to CallawayGolf.com slash custom today. Check it out for yourself. Start designing your Rogue driver. That's CallawayGolf.com slash customs from Callaway, the number one driver in golf. Let's get back to Danielle Kang. Like So then kind of once you started hitting that inflection point, has it been pretty steady? progress yeah uh, i've been very sad i've been actually getting better every year uh progressively just tiny bit but that was the one thing that my dad always told me like you are getting better every year uh you went from 53rd to 52nd to 51st (laughs) you know (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, and I had a couple tough years after my dad passed away. And then it's just, you know, life isn't every life isn't just steady. Yeah. So you always have to hit that point. So last, I mean, not what is it, 2016, after a couple of years I haven't played well, like once again I realize I'm not putting in that much effort. I did what first year I didn't want like after my dad passed away, I didn't want to be here. Um people come out here to make checks. People come out here. I don't know what their motivations are, but my motivation was to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, check wasn't really, thankfully, and, you know, wasn't my problem. Like, that's knock on wood, thanks to my parents. But yeah. it well, that wasn't a motivation to me. Um, fame wasn't motivation to me. was to play the best, to be the best. But I didn't have motivation to be out here or to put the time in because mm-hmm. I felt like golf took away some things that... I could have experienced better at home. However, then you go through that phase. Then I went through the other phase for a year. It takes time because <laughs> yeah. this is a very repetitive life. Yeah. Very. I'm like, oh, here's April. Like, Same major stops. time. Yeah. You know, and um, then 2015, like winter, I was like, all right, time to grind. Like, if I'm going to be out here, it's, you got to like give it everything you've got. And my dad always says, if you've done everything you can and it doesn't work out there are no regrets so give it everything you have so then didn't give it everything i have but it was more than i did <laughs> then i played really well right yeah. so at 16 i started getting better then 17 i switched switch coaches and everything so i was like all right if i want am i going to keep doing this or am i going to leave so when i decided to stay i was like all right then do it that's all that was and then um i had a really good year in the beginning of the year, 2017, it was consistent. I, I was at where I exactly wanted to be with my game. Then I won. Then I got excited. Then, like, obviously, I just kind of fell off the map for, like, a month. <laughs> Understandable, though. Yeah. We're not going to just glance by the, 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 the major you won last summer. So yeah. what's the first – when somebody mentions the LPGA championship last year, what's the first thing you think of? First memory Or, like, the first thing when I just mentioned it, what did you just think of? The winning moment. Like – it's more of a relief that I thought of. It was like, oh, finally, thank God. <laughs> your first win and your first, obviously, your first major win. That win wasn't just a win. It was just kind of like a, it was a nuisance more than anything. A burden. It was a big burden in my life that I couldn't, a point handle that I didn't have a win. And I am a person that likes to win. I like to say that because I'm not going to be sugarcoating and say, oh, I'm really. Um, thankful for where I'm yeah. at. No moral victories. Like okay. you want to win. Yeah. I'm gonna be straightforward with you. Who doesn't like to win? Yeah. And I, I, I like to win. I just, I want to win. I like to have a win under my belt. And the fact that I didn't for six years killed me. Yeah. And throughout the six years, it's not like I've been out here and life's been good. It's been the most tough four or five years, four years that I had when I was first out on tour, and then, like. Having my dad never see me win, like all of that, I'm like, okay, well then, what's the point anymore? Like, I don't really, this is it. Like, and then plus, I still didn't win. So then, after like about two years after he passed away, then I'm like, all right, you know what? Well, dad, like, I still haven't won. So then, on 17, I even said, I changed my mindset. Like, winning is gonna come as long as I perform the best I can. And it came, and then I just won. It was just, and everyone, somebody asked me, they were like. Oh, does that put more pressure on you to win more? I'm like, listen, dude, all I cared about winning was that first one to right. get it out of my system. Yeah. 
and then everything will be And to have it be a major, too. I'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I, I think you picked a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a double one. double whammy. It was pretty good. Well, I mean, so you, you hadn't even, you had no top tens in majors going into that week. Does, so you're in that situation essentially for the first time. Was nice. it completely different from a nerves perspective, like on that back nine? No. Wasn't? I, lo- I love the attention. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the gallery. I love the pressure. Um, you play better in that I situation? Vibe. I love that vibe. So, yeah, I play better. Mm-hmm. So what we also realized, Ledbetter and I realized, he told me that I thrive under pressure. So golf gets boring to me. When I'm playing in, you know, I don't want to name them, but like, let's say just a regular event. Thursday morning. No, 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 let's say Saturday. Really? Let's say Saturday and I'm not in contention. I'm still trying to shoot 59 at the end of the day because then I look at Sunday. Then it keeps you engaged. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, that has to be motivation. Motivation isn't, let me finish 25th today. That doesn't give me motivation because once again, I'm not a person that likes to be at 25. So Mm -hmm. if you're not going to, if you're not in contention, it's not that fun for me. But then now I'm practicing at this point. I'm doing the best I can to for the next event. Mm-hmm. So then I realized that Thursday, Fridays are very important to set myself. And Thursday, Fridays were actually my weakest parts. I'd never set myself well for the event and I would always chase the leaders. So then what David said was, all right, play Thursday, Friday like it's a Saturday, Sunday. And then when you get to the weekend, now you have your gallery, you have your fans, and you have your attention, and now you love it. <laughs> How do you trick yourself into thinking... The Thursday, Friday is like a it's like a weekend day. I don't know, but I am in that actually mode nowadays. Like yeah. my most important uh, holes that I would look at are the first five holes of the tournament. Like I'm trying to like get up there, get some momentum going. Yeah, I need to get the momentum to get, you know, to roll into Friday to set myself up for the weekend. Okay, I love it. Like it's just it's so, so that much week. Fun. That week it was at Olympia Fields. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like did your game feel extra good that week? Did you feel extra confident, or was it just kind of a regular regular week? I actually had the worst uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday ever. <laughs> like the worst. I like I from a practice perspective or everything. Just, yeah, I just I feel I, like that happens more yeah. than I you had would the worst. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just you just say all right, whatever. You just okay, lower your expectations. Happens, you know? like, screw it, and um. No, like when nothing goes right, I just take a nap. I just leave. But I lay down on the golf course, like on 10th. I go, I, I don't know what's going on. Like <laughs> my caddy will tell you. Played nine. I lay down on the tee box. And he's like, he, I think he took a picture of me. He's like, oh, there she goes freaking out again. I'm like, dude, I can't hit the ball. <laughs> can't putt. And then I led better actually jokes around and say he thought I was going to take a throw a club at him. <laughs> I was, it was so bad. But then on Thursday morning, I warmed up and like, Everything clicked. So I was like, oh, I feel, I'm feeling great. Like, <laughs> let's go. So walk us through that that 72nd hole. You knew, did you know that you needed to birdie it yeah, to win? I heard it. Okay. So you heard Brooke Henderson had, had missed the putt on 18. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. I know she hit so far. So she was, I mean, she was going to reach it in two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was on the tee box and I was about to hit and I heard, oh, and I'm like, oh, she missed. And so I backed off. <laughs> So you like knowing exactly where you stand. I, I'm a scoreboard. Like yeah. I need. Yeah. I'm a leaderboard watcher. I was really upset um, in one of the events this year because there was no leaderboard. So I made my caddy run and go find the leaderboard. <laughs> it's in Bahamas. I mean, I don't think they'd be upset about it. There was so much wind. That was that crazy. I yeah. don't think they had the leaderboards up. Yeah. I was so bothered. I didn't know what standing I was, and I don't ever take out my phone. So 
I'm like, hey, Dale. He's like, yeah. I'm like, can you, like, you could be late. I'll just hit a driver. Can you just run to that hole and find out where I'm at? He's like, he's like, yeah, sure. He puts the bag down. He was, he just Sprinted. ran, I think, two holes and ran back. He's pretty fast. And he ran back. He's like, you're three shots back. I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, I need yeah. to know. I yeah. want to know, like, where I'm at, what I need to do. Like, it's the motivation. Like, Plus, you like, yeah, you like the pressure. Yeah, yeah. if it's right, it's like, dude, you need to make this. Yeah. Like, this isn't sometimes like, it's okay if you miss or make. No, you need to make it. <laughs> so you backed off after you heard the groan that she had missed the putt on 18. You knew it was yes. perverting. Okay. Yeah, I smiled. It was pretty bad. Did but you? I, like, I kind of was like, oh, she missed. And then I backed off. Because, like, the gallery was laughing with me. They were like, because yeah. they, they, they saw me kind of like, like this. And they're like, it's your time. And I'm like, I was like, she missed. <laughs> but then I started to tell myself, I wasn't hitting it far that week. So I had to crush the drive. So I swung so hard. And I hit it pretty good. And I still have to crush the three wood to get on there. You cr- you swung pretty hard I with the three wood too. I crushed both of them. Yeah. That three wood was pure. I hit it so hard. Was that the best shot you've ever hit? Like under... Best three wood I've ever hit. Yeah. yeah. Three wood's my weakest club in the bag. I mean, it was a no doubter though when you hit it. You had to know it right as soon as you hit it that it was going to get there, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just hoping it would run a little bit more, but it just checked. So what was take take us through? I mean, you got to do media, you got to do all that after you win. But what was the celebration like that night, or what'd you do next? We went to eat uh, noodles. There was nothing opened. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Olympia true. Fields is in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, my caddy, my mom, and Michelle, we all went to eat. It was like one place open. They actually closed. How long did it me. take? Like. A while, I actually like the the trophy presentation and the media and the stuff in the clubhouse. Like, how long does that actually take after you win a major? Mm, sun was down. So like it was like nighttime. Like three hours, two three hours. Yeah, yeah. Because I did the media and the interview and all that, and I had the sports, then the ESPN, then um, yeah, no, I don't know, but it went by really quick. Once again, I, I told you yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you gotta enjoy it. I mean. So then you just partied for like a month after that? I partied for like, it wasn't just partying. It was, it wasn't just me that was waiting for that win. There was so many people invested in that win that's in my life that I had to go see them. I have to hang out with them, take time, like call. Takes time. So I didn't practice. Like I, I I think I didn't sleep for three days. (laughs) I couldn't sleep for, I couldn't sleep for months actually. My friends laughed at me about it. My brother was laughing at me because I couldn't sleep. And I was just so excited to, like, wake up. It was. It sounds ridiculous, but I'm like, I was just so happy to finally have, like, I just wanted to, like, live life. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I'm up. Um, but I was tired. It took everything out of me to do that. So then got excited with everybody. Then it took time. Then I was getting ready for Solheim, basically. So I wasn't ready for the open at all. I had all the media set up at the open. Um, I didn't, like, my agent at the time, like, we didn't have anything set up properly. So it was just a... Free-for-all. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Hmm. And then you're just kind of burned out after that or just kind no, of... No, I took tired. care of everything, yeah. made everyone happy, did all the media, did everything, got all, see all my friends. At the end of the day, yeah, would I have wished to play better at the US Open? But honestly, I don't really care. You won your major. I don't, like... <laughs> I, I can't get prepared after six years of that, yeah. of what I need went, to decompress a little bit. To, afterwards. I cannot be ready in five days to tee off at the U S open. There's not a chance for major week off major and week off is technically five days at home. So not a chance I'll be ready by Thursday. And I'm like, I did my best, but 
everyone's like, would you, everyone always looks at the negative. Like, don't you wish you would have played better? Listen, I'm still trying to get back to people about that win. So like, I'm trying to make other people happy. But my next goal was the Solheim to be prepared and have, be rested and ready to go at Solheim. That'd be pretty easy to get your energy up for that. I was, I was having a ball at Solheim. <laughs> that was that was awesome. To watch. After Solheim, hit the crowd. So how did how did how did your pairings come about during the Solheim? You had input for who you wanted to be paired with. You and Michelle played two matches together. Your first match was with Lizette. Lizette that's right. And so, did you guys talk about that beforehand? How did you? How did that come about? Yeah, we did. Um, we were playing. Lizette jokes around that she's been waiting six years for me to get on the team. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Lizette. She's like, thanks for finally getting your ass on the team. I'm like, okay, first of all, like, do you think I didn't want to be on your? I was like, whatever. But, um, alternate shots, like, yeah, everyone because we're in like a pod system. Like, yep. they break mm-hmm. them up. So. Um, obviously, like I definitely wanted to play with Michelle. They all knew that. And uh, best ball with Michelle was really fun that first day. But Lizette and I, um, we requested to play an alternate shot as well. I also played an alternate shot with Michelle the next day. So, I mean, I don't really mind who I play with, but um, the alternate shots with Lizette. Take us through that first tee shot. I didn't. I forgot that I was hitting the first tee shot. It was so much fun. <laughs> Oh my God. I told you once again, I love it's it. Pressure. I, I love it. It wasn't even pressure. I'm just, just loving it. They're like shouting my name <laughs> and they're so loud. And then, and then they're trying to be quiet. I go, I'm not a quiet person. If you could tell, and I'm not a calm person. So this sport and I don't get along very well. So I have to use every ounce of patience I have to chill. Like, do you ever rub competitors the wrong way? Oh, I rub the, a lot of people yeah. the wrong way. Like everybody the wrong way. Cause it's like the tone. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, oh, was she mad at me? Okay, it's first of all, don't ever read into what I do. I don't know. I just, if I'm mad at you, I'll tell you. That's what I always say. Yeah. Um, but God, it was so much fun. They, everyone kept telling me, oh, there's nothing like it. And, I, and to be quite frank, there was like nobody really there the first few days. In the practice yeah. And I'm like, I don't see the big deal. Like, I, because it's just a tournament. I played in enough majors. I played in many US Opens. Not really seeing the difference. They're like, oh, you don't, you won't believe it. And we're teeing off at like, what, 8 a.m.? I go, who is the heck is going to be out here at 7.30 in the morning watching this? Like, I've been on tour for six years. I know what this whole thing's now. Then I get out there. I'm like, what's going on right now? <laughs> Why is there freaking, what is that, air machine? Like, the smoke machine? Oh, is there a freaking smoke machine for me? I'm like, let's go. I was like, <laughs> loving it. 10,000 crazy eyes. Oh, I love it. You couldn't see the grass. I mean, it was all red. Yeah. And you had to go, you had to pump up the crowd of for your course. T-shirt. Yeah. I pumped up the crowd as I was walking to the next hole. Like, I, when you walk down the fairway, they all, because they're all watching you, right? You're like, they're all eyes are on you. So if you go, if you raise your hand, they all start chan- chanting with you. It was so much fun. Then you go down, they all get quiet. <laughs> I was having a blast. I mean, so you, th- in that, you, like you said, you thrive in that pressure situation. You had an eight foot putt to win the match on the 18th green. Was that, like an easier situation for you considering the pressure? Um, I actually flash. I have a lot of flashbacks. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, it was so fun to make that putt. So I, my dad told me one time as a U.S. amateur, the first year I won, I three-putted from four feet to, lo- to go to the extended hole. I was so upset because obviously when you miss that kind of opportunity, you think you're going to lose. And I'm freaking out. And I go into the next, so this was like semis or something. And my dad looked at me and goes, 
why are you freaking out? And I go, dad, I could have just shut her out and now I give her an opportunity. Like, you never know. He goes, listen, this happened because so you would get more attention on TV right now. It's more TV. <laughs> he goes, he's so like me. He goes, it's more TV time. I'm like, oh, you're right. And he goes, now they have to air you for another hole. Like, it's TV time. This I is go, your time. I won that hole. I was so excited to play now. Like, <laughs> so it's stupid. But so then. It's the we, little thing. We three putted yeah, yeah. on 17 to go to 18. And I hit it right, and Lizette hit it there, and Lizette's like, all right, D, like, you know, she's she's such a good friend of mine. And she's like, all right, D, and I'm like, Lizette, see, this is great. Because obviously we don't want to be on the 18th, but we were there. I'm like, Lizette, this is this is TV time right now. Let's do this. And I, like, hit it dead right. She's like, I go, Lizette, you're the best chipper ever. Let's do this. Hit a sick-ass chip. You're short-sighted, absolutely screwed on the right side. You got this. And she's like, I got this, D. And she hits it. I'm like, see, now they're going to play it. I'm like, watch this, Lizette. TV time, let's go. You're talking about TV time in the middle of the match. Oh, 100%. And That's I even amazing. told her, like, she hit it to, like, eight feet. Um, you could even ask her. She was, during the round, she, was, she wasn't she was playing that great that day. Um, but she was a good partner to have, though. She was, she's like, hey, I'm so sorry, D. And she hit it to, like, five feet or something like that for a putt. And I go, oh, Danielle King doesn't miss under six. That's what I said. She goes, she just looks at me going, oh, are you kidding me? Like, because she's a competitor, right? Yeah. So I'm like... No, I'm not going to say that in the middle of my round with other people, but now it's a team game. So you went third person on that. Oh, I go third person. I go, Danielle King doesn't miss under six feet. She's like, what? Except for when she three putts yeah. from, from I was four. like, oh, that wasn't me. That's the green. No, that was not me. <laughs> and then, so then she hit it to like five feet again or something. It happened multiple times where she, I, she goes, D, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Lizette, what does Danielle King not do? She goes, Danielle King doesn't miss under six feet. And then. <laughs> It's dumb. And then on the last hole, I, want, I think she was like, you got this, right? And I go, I was, I, can I cuss on you? I oh, absolutely. I, I said, I go, she goes, you got this, right, DK? I go, by the way, I was fucking with you. I don't miss under 10. That's what I was like, I don't miss under 15. That's what I said. <laughs> She's just laughing. She goes, oh, my God. And then, but then she brings that out of me, you know, mm-hmm. like just, it's just fun. I was like, dude, Lizette Salas, yeah. I've seen you. Your best chipper ever. Just hit this close. It is so bad. Team events are the best. God. It was so much fun. There's so many better stories that come out of like team events than ever come out of stroke events. She's like, shut up, Kang. (laughs) So what was the the team celebration like after after winning the Solheim Cup? It was fun. We crashed a European party. Really? Yeah. What was their party? It was a lot of fun. It was like a nightclub. Oh, really? Yeah. So was there like a big party in the team room or anything before? Yeah, we had a team room upstairs and then... European team room downstairs. But honestly, I had my friends from home there. And I'm just so glad that they were able to make it. And a couple of the people uh, had flight problems, so they couldn't come. But uh, one of my best friends, like Hillary, was there. And I think some people do know who Hillary is because she's, I was like, I think, yelling at her on Barstool during the interview uh, <laughs> for making U-turns. And my buddy Ben was there. So it was really fun to hang out with them and for them to see, like, and experience this whole cut. Sure. So, well, I, I warned you earlier that we uh, exchanged some messages with David Lipsky to get some uh, oh, yeah, yeah. some inside info on a few things. So I'm supposed to ask you about one arm push ups when you were 13 years old. I told you I was big when I was. <laughs> I was jacked. So you could um, do one arm push ups. Yeah, I was able to do right arm one handed, left arm one handed. I think I hold the record on push ups and sit ups at my in middle school. I think I did 78 push-ups in a row. Can you still do a bunch of push-ups? No. I could do... I mean, like, I did sets of 25s, but 
it's not gnarly as I used to be. But like I could do one handed, but it's not like fifteen aside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think I can. I think I can do like maybe two couple, on left hand. Yeah, yeah I, I have to like feel it out right now. Yeah, my brother used to do it. That's how he introduced me. His little sister. Hey, do one handed push ups. <laughs> we might have to test you after Ten we're done years recording old, I'm here. Like on the floor. It's my form is not good. Before it used to be like down, like proper. Yeah, it was gnarly. <laughs> I'm supposed to ask about your tattoos. Uh, David told you that, or just That's what he said? Ask about your tattoos. Why did he ask that? He gave me no more info than that. Ask her about her tattoos? Yeah. What tattoos do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I saw one on your finger. Why is he being so sketch right now? What does he want to know? I don't know. There's a hidden meaning behind that. It literally says her tattoos. Everyone knows about my tattoos. I don't know about your tattoos. No, like, okay, he's so... I don't know. What? Do we have to skip by that one? No, it's fine. I have uh, one that says dad. In Korea, it says in his writing. Oh, wow. So I go, hi, nice to meet you. So everyone can meet my dad. Oh, wow. Hand. Yeah, and then I have Just Be. I got this when I was 16. Okay. Because 17. My parents always just be who you are, whatever you want to be, just be you. And then I have a matching tattoo with Lydia. Double hearts. So okay. she has a couple there. He's He threw that at you because he knows I have more. And that I would never tell him about. I, I don't tell people about. So he's, That's <laughs> he wants to get the info. Ah. All right. Yeah. So those are the three that people. Yeah. That, those are the three. Yeah. Okay. Your Instagram photo skills. Um. <laughs> you brought it up before the before the podcast. Well, yeah. So I run like people's Instagram account. I'm trying to gain them followers and. You should like, charge for that, by the way. I am charging him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, like, I think he has to buy me ice cream every time he sees me. <laughs> I love ice cream. Um, what about your connection with the Gretzkys and Caitlyn Jenner? Um, I grew up with the Gretzkys. So Wayne and Janet were my, like, when I was under Wayne's membership when I was growing up at Sherwood Country Club. Wow. So I played out there. And then he got me an honorary membership. So thank you, Wayne. And I grew up with these kids. So Trevor is my age and Ty is one of our really close friends. And um, Paulina's older than us. And yeah, just I've known them for so long. And they're one of like Ty and his kids are one of our closest friends. And um, met Dustin through Wayne. Dustin said you're his favorite, favorite LPGA player. Good. A couple weeks ago. So he got, actually said that. The, he did. Thanks, Dustin. He did. When I won, he messaged me saying, yeah, that's how you're supposed to play golf. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like scrolling messages, Dustin Johnson. That's how you're supposed to play golf. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Do you talk like golf like with He's, Dustin or anything oh, like that? Oh, I've spoken to him about, you know what? I don't I don't honestly care what anyone says about that. I love that guy, man. He, he, um, This is a very pro-Dustin. Pro we were fascinated podcast. by his yeah. whole like outlook on life man dude that guy is like it's interesting man dude he i he spoke to me about obviously i didn't play that great but in pinehurst 2014 right right after the men yeah he gave me his yardage book um which by the way was empty <laughs> just that's a fun fact that's not funny You're like hey man i could have gotten this it's from empty, anybody but is he had the pin he has the pins he had the one, two, three, four pins in there. And they kept the same pins? And actually, I think one hole he had marked. It was empty, completely empty, except one hole and the pins were in the The dots are so small. Like, I, it's so, I think the pencil mark was 
<laughs> he didn't even put the circle. It was just a dot. And I go, is that is that the pin? Like, and then I think he said, oh, and then his brother Austin gave me the yardage book. Sorry, it was Austin's book that had stuff written in it. And one of the hosts says, don't go here. Go here. Thank you. I'm like, it's okay. Si- it's simple, but it's yeah. not easy. You but, know? Dust- but Austin's yeah. book had a lot of good information. But Dustin, so he gave me his book and I go, Dustin, it's empty, man. <laughs> he's like he goes oh just call me because he was busy he's like oh just call me uh later tonight and i was like okay so then i called him up after dinner uh and i was like hey and he's like he walked me through that golf course from 1 to 18 on the phone and it was the most descriptive explanation of a golf course i could have ever gotten really like i didn't need to walk the golf course i didn't need to play because by this time i was watching the pj tour i was sorry i was watching the us open so i was there early and, which means I wasn't, what was I saying? Yeah, I didn't have, I haven't played and I, he still has Sunday to play. So we mm-hmm. had dinner Saturday or something. I did not need to play the golf course. He was so descriptive and precise on what you needed to do on what tee box. I go, what? Like each day was different too. Obviously, you know that, but like you have to figure it out while you play here and there. Like, hey, the grass, oh, you see the back left? I'm like, yeah. Uh, you could be back there if the pin is in the, what do you call it? Pin is a little more on the right side because you have more green to work with. The grain's kind of into, so the ball doesn't really sit because you have to get the ball a little higher. I'm like, what? He's a secret what? Is savant. That one, is yeah. that one shot are we talking about right now? I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like writing it down. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right. But so that's way more analytical than you get on a golf course typically? or I get really analytical, okay. but like this is another level of analytical. Yeah. I can't, I don't have that much, that's the experience. Yeah. That was so cool too, just to see the men and the women playing the same I course. I thought that was really cool. Was awesome. yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. It was lot. awesome. They took a couple of the grandstands down, but for us, because they're like, I'm like, come on, we can fill it. Well, that was tough too, because you guys couldn't, couldn't play practice rounds really, or like, you know, come in early to practice really. Honestly, I mean like Saturday condition, if you're playing on Sunday, Sunday condition is not going to be the same as Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't like to play early practice rounds. Yeah. It doesn't do, everyone's like, oh, are you going to play early? I'm like, condition's not even going to be the same. So do you play? So both your US AM wins were on Donald Ross courses at Rhode Island Country Club and Charlotte Country Club. And then, um, I like his designs. Yeah. Well, then, and then, <laughs> and then Olympia Fields is a classic layout as well. Like, do you, yeah. do you play better on kind of old school classic layouts? I'm very, I'm very traditional. Uh, we were talking about that today when people saw my hair. They're like, what happened? I'm like, I'm very traditionalist. The way I dress, like nothing crazy. Um, golf course, rules, etiquette, all of that. I'm very old school golf. But golf course style, I like the challenging where you have to shape shots. Mm-hmm. I don't like it if it's just the putting contest or if there are no... If you miss it left, you bring a different shot into play. If you miss it right, you bring a different shot. Um, around the greens, you have to be, you know, imaginative. You can't just be chipping just a basic chip shot. Basic mm-hmm. chip shots are actually luck. Like if you have a straightforward 20-yard pitch shot, it's an, okay, you just miss hit it then, like from the fairway, and you caught a break. But everything should be analyzing the green, like, hey, let me hit like a cut shot here. Strategy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because of green slopes right to left, like. So, what are your favorite stops on tour? The U.S. From Opens course and the KPMGs. Yeah. Um, Those are the most interesting courses usually. 
uh, after we signed with PGA of America and KPMG, they, the courses we played are so far so Holly, Olympia Fields, and one before that, right? Uh, Muirfield? I don't know. But then the golf course they pick. And they've been the most action-packed it's events. So Holly was incredible. <laughs> that, was inc- that was insane, yeah. Incredible golf course. Olympia Fields, ama- I, I couldn't actually, I'm pretty good at course management, I would think. I couldn't figure out the golf course. So I called my brother. I took pictures and called my brother because I'm like, mm. I don't know what to do. Hence my drama, dramatic, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was being super dramatic. Like, I, I, Alex, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I'm freaking out. I don't know what I'm supposed to hit off the tee. Like, he talked me through it. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go. You, um, you need like a video diary to like follow you around for the course of a week to I'm see these so ups and dramatic. downs. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. My emotions are unbelievable. Um, then the U.S. Opens, I mean, the... Golf courses they pick. We played Black Wolf Run. That was one of my favorite golf courses. Um, I didn't like the one in Philadelphia. I don't know which one that was. Uh, I like Pinehurst. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. those are all classic golf courses. I like them a lot. And you won the U.S. Junior Am, you said? I medaled yeah. and I lost in the semis. Okay. Where was that one? Charlotte uh, Charlotte Country Club. I think it. North Carolina Country Club. Okay. Yeah, that was a really nice. Old Manor CC is really nice. All the ones that USJ picks, those are like old classic golf courses yeah. that I really, really like. Yeah. I on LPGA stops besides the majors. <sighs> Kings Mill is a really nice golf course. Short, it's not as easy as it seems, but it's a shot shaping course. Okay. Kings Mill Country Club, I think. Do you get a lot of like weird fans on social media or people, stalkers or anything like that? Yeah. Do people? A lot of people listen to this, right? Yeah. Okay, please stop sending me dick pics. <laughs> Like, please stop. Because, like, I, like, I honestly wanted to say that, like, at one point in an interview, because I'm like, okay, guys, I don't know what people that they've dealt with that they want to see it, but like, I don't want to just be going on my day, going through my DMs once, like, once just sliding in the DMs. And like I'm scrolling through, you know, and just clicking here and there. Like I read all the DMs. Like I do. Like most of them. Because thankfully, like none of my fans are like haters. But I love them all. Like and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I don't give them any reason to hate me. Like so there aren't anything bad ever in there. But like don't send me the okay, it's not even the dick pic. <laughs> it's the videoing. Oh no. It's, dude, they Okay. Is this Instagram usually, or is it? I can show it to you. No, you don't have to do that. No, we're good. I believe you. I, sh- I open it up, and I, I... Another thing is, guys, I put it in my group chats, guys. Like, I screenshot it. and oh, I send you put it to people all, on blast. I put it all in my group chats, and I send it to all my friends. But then, like, and then you get, like... First of all, you're going to get blocked. Okay, just don't do it. Okay, and it's just... Even if you are that weird, I don't need to know that you're that weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just have a little bit of boundary... Like, let's don't lose my respect to you, is what I mean. And just sending me the videos is like, it's kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. What like have you ever had any any instances where it's it's gotten kind of beyond social media and into? Yes, I have two restraining orders, and I have gotten my hotel room broken into four times. Four times? Yeah. Same person or no? Different. I'm very quiet about it in the screen. Like, there's no point of, like, saying it to everyone, but, like, since you asked. But yeah. it's it's not... I mean, I don't know. It's in a, Sometimes they, they get excited. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know what it is. Well, thank you that you, you like me so much to do that, but I, I like to be in peace. Like, I'll see you at the golf course. Yeah, right? I'll take a picture with you. I'll sign an autograph. I, I told Dustin when it got broken into, I saw him like a week after. I'm like, dude, my he's like, oh, how's everything going? I'm like, my room got broken into. He's like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, anything is stolen? I'm like, no. He just starts laughing. I'm like, don't tell me. And they're like, walking away. But, yeah, anyways. But, yeah, so- just. So you live in Vegas? I live in Las Vegas, yeah. How long have you lived there? Ever Four since you turned years. pro? Or, or Four and a half years, okay. yeah. And as far as Vegas, you play with you play with Lipsky when he's home? Lipsky, my brother. Um, What's your deal with Lipsky regarding tournament wins? You guys have some kind of... Oh, did he tell you? No. He, I gave me like one sentence. And it's oh, all he to should ask have him. told you. What is it? Him and I had a bet when we both turned pro. That whoever has the first three regular event wins or a major win has to pay for the other person's full party. No expense, no limit. Okay. And David David could spend. So I I was like, all right, so you either have to win three regular events or a major. Whoever does it first. So David won the Omega. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a big deal. That's a big I'll tournament, keep, yeah. That's, that's kind of a big mm-hmm. deal. It's kind of a major for the European event. So I was like, you know what? I'll give you two. So I gave him two. It was generous. No, it was pretty yeah. sick. Then he won the Asian tour thing. I felt kind of bad, so I gave him a half. <laughs> like, so he was like, it's not really... Because yeah. we said regular... Yeah. It has yeah, to yeah. be PGA Tour events. Like, I'm trying to be fair here. Yeah. So he was PGA up to Tour or, or European. Like no, we never European. said European. Okay. But well, he like, only plays Europe. <laughs> no, but European open events, but he won an Asian tour event. Okay. But Asian tour event, like, co-sanctioned with European, doesn't really count. Okay. That wasn't our deal. It's like... I don't know. You're not betting web. You're not betting PGA event. All of a sudden, web count. Yeah. And then if you win two Latin America, that doesn't equal one at web, right? Like, we're trying to. I don't know. You gotta draw the line yeah. somewhere. Anyways, he was two and a half up. I want a major. <laughs> he owes me a huge party. <laughs> but he usually pays. So. So he hasn't. He hasn't thrown the party yet. Not the extravagant one. We're gonna make it happen. Okay. But we're, I think I'm gonna wait. Cause. Um, I'm going to wait until he wins too. So then it'll be a huge one. Joint party. We have to like hire strippers and stuff. There's like a lot of things that go with that party. So, and everyone's scheduled. Will it be in Vegas? Submit. Hoping so. Maybe it'll be a party of us going to LA. Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> All right. The last one he gave me is about your history of going through caddies rather quickly. Why does he always give me shit about caddies? <laughs> How many caddies have you been through in your He's so career? stupid. He freaking fires more caddies than I do. My God. Um, technically, I've only had, it's not only, but five. Okay. Maybe six. In what, six, in six years? Seven. Seven oh, hold on years? a second. Yeah. I had, who did I have? I had Tom. Then he came back and caddied for me again. He got his girlfriend pregnant, had the baby, went for a year, came back. So that's Tom. I had the Cole. I've had six. Okay. Like legit hired, like you're my caddy. That's yeah. not that many. However, going back, I had a little run for like a year over, maybe a year, when I wasn't hiring. And you, so like, you just you would just either pick up a local or have a friend? I was or... not for hire. So which means if you're a professional caddy and you want a caddy for me and we finish third, you will still not hire, you will still not caddy for me the next week. I'll just pay you out. I'm paying like, you out per week. Like one week is your max. Yeah. That is it. And, and that was just to keep things fresh or just to... I was fed up with everything. Yeah. I was just tired of just 
uh, you know, just any, everything, just everyone gossiping, everyone caring about what other people thought. Um, just, I don't know, just fed up with the lifestyle, the way that people, the, I couldn't really get what I wanted from them and I didn't know, it wasn't the caddy, it was just kind of where I was at in my life and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, like, I just wanted to be on my own, however I need a caddy. So I don't want to be obligated to have somebody with me. So I just decided to. You wanted somebody carrying the bag when you got to the course. Yeah, I just wanted to be by myself. Honestly, for the whole year, that's what I wanted. But then I was ready to hire a local every week. But then Mm -hmm. people would be like, hey, like I'm looking. Do you mind if I catch for you? Yeah, for one week. One week. Then we play well. They'd be like, can I? I'm like, no. (laughs) And then, but then it's just, then there's a misunderstanding, you know, like, well, like what's wrong with me? I'm like. No, it's not you. It's me. It's and not, I told you going in. It's not in. a breakup yeah, thing. Right. I just really am not hiring. So I've tried so many caddies. Like, don't get me wrong, but uh-huh. I was just wasn't hiring. And if if my caddy can't get there on time, then I'll hire somebody else for the week. Like, I'm very um so like I resolve issues. Yeah. So I'm not a person that'll be like, okay, like, can you do this for me? Like, if you can't get there by Wednesday, then like, how about if I hire a local? I'm like, there's nothing like that. If you can't be there, that's fine. Pay for the week. Don't come. I'm gonna hire somebody else for the week. Like. Mm-hmm. I need to resolve my issues as quickly as possible. I have too many issues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my life is like, I'm already crazy. So. How long have you been with Ledbetter? Four years? Four okay. years, yeah. Four. Yeah, was, this was, is the fourth year. Were there major changes in your game, switching to Ledbetter? Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah. He gave me a bigger toolbox to use, basically. Um, he's always said that I'm a good ball striker. But he wanted to tune up the way I hit my shots, more compressed, a little bit of swing change. He doesn't really change my swing that much. I even ask him what the A swing is. He won't tell me. So (laughs) I don't know what it is. And then, um, yeah, he's been a great coach of mine. He actually messaged me yesterday. I should probably read it to you because you would like this. Yeah. Uh, He said, hold on. I mean, this guy is actually really funny. (laughs) Wow, that's a long message. (laughs) Like... Like it's it is goes it, up. Is it detailed swing stuff or is it? Basically, I'm just gonna show you, read it. What are you gonna do if I get run over by a bus? I'm honestly helping you become your own best teacher. This is all part of your journey. Like blah blah blah. So just go figure it out, <laughs> and I'll watch out for the damn buses. I feel like you need to read it in his in his accent. Yeah. How funny is that? That like he goes, "What are you gonna do if I get run over by a bus?" I'm like, I'm like, do I bother you that much? Is like, this a copy paste that he sends to all of his students, or is this? That's good though. No He's way. teaching you to kind of yeah own your own swing, you know. Yeah. Um, all the perfectionists will always end up in a nut house. <laughs> You're on your way. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, on that note, we're obligated to tell you that when people do the podcast the week of a tournament, they mm. get a natural bump. So congratulations on winning this week at the Kia Classic. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, I get welcome. a car. You get a car? Oh, yeah, um, when I win. Whatever you want to give us for a commission is fine. But That's great. Ask thank- my brother. Okay. Thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, for everyone else out there, please don't send Danielle any more dick pics. Please don't. I like, please, I will give you a ball for not sending me a dick pic. <laughs> like, just... You know just, what I mean? Just, just come up to her after the round. Come up to me and say, yeah. I was going to send you a dick pic, <laughs> but I decided not to. I will get, uh, you know what? Somebody give him a glove. Ball. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just don't do it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You got it. Thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Cool. We'll have to do it again sometime. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Uh-huh.
Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. 